This is a Dalarna University production. Good morning and welcome. My name is Loretta Kvarnström and I'm a Director of Studies in the English Department here at Högskolan and Dalarna. Today it is my pleasure to present Christine Cox Eriksson, doctoral student in special education at Stockholm University, although you are employed here as a lecturer in, at Högsvall and Dalarna and will return here after your studies. Who is Christine Cox Eriksson? Thank you, Loretta. Um, I'm originally from the state of Wisconsin uh, in the United States and I grew up there and um, uh, wanted to study languages among other things and so I studied German first and uh, lived in Germany for a few years and during one of my sojourns there I met a Swede um, and we had been married since 1984. Um, after I moved to Sweden I decided to study English and uh, received a Swedish teaching degree. Uh, so I taught within the adult education system for about 10 years before uh, we decided to move to the States for a little while. Um, and I taught in Madison, Wisconsin uh, as an ESL teacher, English as a Second Language, with children at the elementary level. Um, and then after that period of eight years, uh, we moved back to Sweden and to Högskolan Dalarna, the English department. Um, so I've been here since 2007 in Falun. Um, but as of August of 2009, um, I became a doctoral student in Stockholm and uh, all of a sudden became a child language researcher. <laughs> yeah, you're part of a project that is called SPRINT. Could you tell us a little bit about the project? Yeah, it's an acronym in Swedish uh, for Språkinterventionsprojekt, a uh, language intervention project. And the goal of this uh, project is to, to look at the relationship between children's language acquisition environment, which includes family um, interactions as well as preschool, um, and, and then looking at their, the effect of that environmental uh, influence on their vocabulary development and then their later literacy development. So it's a longitudinal study. We have uh, children that we are looking at from the age of 12 months um, and then the plan is to go through their first three years of school to really see what happens uh, when they learn to read and write. Well it sounds like a very exciting project and how many of you are involved in the project? Um, at this point, there are about seven or eight. We've added a few people to the project, but it's a, a joint venture between the linguistics department at Stockholm University and the special education department. And a few of our researchers are now involved in other departments. We have a member from um, now in the continued project from the psychology department in, in Yevle, and uh, one of my supervisors is also at the Department of Child and Youth Studies. So it's a very interdisciplinary project, which I think is part of the um, attraction uh, for me um, with an English linguistics background. Um, and there are two of, two of us who are doctoral students um, in the project. So who is the main sponsor of this project? Then? Well, the first uh, three years, we've been financed by the Swedish Research Co um, Council. 
and um, we will be looking for other sources of continued funding and so exactly what we do in the next step is a little dependent on that uh, continued funding. Um, but um, yeah, we've been working with uh, several hundred families in the greater Stockholm area and um, part of our, the first phase of our project was an intervention uh, a naturalistic family intervention where we developed a um, film material which gives parents um, recommendations for communicative strategies that are especially stimulating for their children's language development. So what we're trying to do is see whether this has an effect uh, on how they speak with their children and then whether this in turn affects the children's vocabulary development and later literacy. Well, it sounds extremely exciting. Uh, and of course, m an automatic question that I can think of now is, have you, um, have you any results? It's too early to say whether the actual intervention pro project has, has produced results. Since we just recently finished the data collection, we had three groups of parents and children who were able to access this, this um, film material um, at different age, uh, ages of the children. Um, and then we had a con control group where parents were only giving us um, measurements of their children's uh, vocabulary. And so one of the next steps is to analyze this large material, and that will take a while. Um, so uh, there's a lot of statistical analysis and we have audio recordings of parent-child interaction that we're looking at and, and that's very time-consuming in terms of the analysis. Uh, but I have looked at a very small portion of the, the, our first data um, and what we did uh, in this very first study is to, to look at, we looked at children who at 18 months of age had either very small vocabularies or more average vocabularies for their age. And then we wanted to see if there was a difference between the kind of parental input that these children received. And so that's what my first article is about, an analysis of, of this uh, parental input. And even though you have to be careful with saying this, you know, causal relationships, uh, we do see that there is a difference between the input um, that the children in these two different groups have received. Um, and we looked at things like um, how much language the parents use. I mean, parents are varied just as well as children. I mean, children vary in their language acquisition. Uh, some parents are more talkative than others. Um, but we did see that uh, the parents of the children who had larger vocabularies also addressed more words to their, to their children. And, and there was a little difference, uh, a, a bit of a difference in the, the kinds of strategies they used as well. So in other words, this is an extremely important project. 
that's what I feel now when I'm listening to you. Yes, we really do uh, see that as one of our goals is to increase parents' awareness of, of how important they are for their children's language development. I mean, many parents do use these strategies uh, instinctively, but I don't think everyone uh, is really aware of how important it is that, that parents um, do use some of these strategies. I mean, the eye contact, uh, really looking um, at their children, and that includes having um, uh, pushchairs, strollers, you know, that, that are faced towards the parents, so you have this continued eye contact, because um, that's very important for a child's language development. Yeah, yeah I, I'm glad you brought that up, because that made the national news as well, yes. didn't it? Yes, that there was a recent project. study, yeah. I think, yeah. uh, from Scotland, uh, where they really uh, had results which indicated that it does make a difference. Uh, because without this eye contact, you know, parents aren't able to follow a child's interest and, and have a common focus on things, and. So that, that's really, uh, really important. Excellent. Um, and of course, in your writing of your articles and presenting posters, um, this project takes you to other parts of the world, to conferences. Have you been to any really interesting conferences recently? Yes, last summer um, I presented at, uh, a poster at two different um, international conferences, one um, in Paris and, and one in Montreal. And so it was really exciting for me to get to, uh, to talk with other people in the field. Um, I, I was very so positively surprised to, to understand that the field of child language research internationally is a very generous field. I think people share data uh, to an extent that is perhaps not uh, common in other fields. It's very collaborative, um, and there's a lot of international co cooperation. And uh, so in, in our, our project, we're also part of an international network where we want to compare results and cooperate with researchers in other countries that are doing similar things. Um, so, yes, and I also got to re uh, meet some other researchers uh, on a study tour um, to the United States uh, last summer, so that was really exciting for me and I learned an awful lot. Well, it sounds extremely exciting and um, stimulating. But Christine, do you just have time for your research or do you do other things? Well, uh, one of my great passions is, is singing. Music is very important to me, so uh, no matter how busy I am, I have time to sing. So uh, I sing in a choir and other small groups uh, here in Fallon, and um, I was able to combine my study trip last year as well um, with participation in an early music festival, so that was a lot of fun. So, so I definitely keep that up. Well, um, thank you so much, Christine, for, for letting me interview you today. And, um, and I'm really excited to, to um, listen and find out about the results of your project, as I'm sure everyone that's uh, listening to us today is. And I wish you all the best of luck. Thank you very much. So thanks a lot yeah, again. It was a pleasure. <laughs>